When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is sincerely appreciated. Plus, also make sure you check out our good friends at the NBA Carousel and, of course, the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Well, continuing our series of great team fans out there that follow the NBA closely, thought we'd go ahead and check in with the Atlanta Hawks, a team that everybody knows out there from last season really came on strong. They were a team that I picked ahead of the Knicks in that first round of the playoffs, and I know that they're the Lakers fast break. Guys out there thought, eh, they're Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. But I was like, man, maybe give the Hawks a chance, see where it goes from there. And you know what? They not only took it past the Knicks, but they exceeded everyone's expectations in creating a scenario where they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and would have had a good, really good shot at beating the Milwaukee Bucks had it not been for a certain referee. But that's uh, – <laughs> A little bit of a sore issue there with Atlanta Hawks fans. But here today to talk about the Atlanta Hawks and what they're doing this season is a good man indeed. You also got to check out what he's doing at the NBA Carousel. That's right. The good friends at the NBA Carousel. He is a major part of that program, a major part of that group. And I know he's doing a lot of other great stuff as well, which hopefully he'll share with us at the end of the program. It is Bryce Lewis. And Bryce, great to have you back on. The, uh, great to have you on the program. Yeah, Gerald, it's great to be on, man. I'm glad to be a part of it, glad to be on this uh, platform and being able to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Absolutely. And I will tell you what, I am a, I know I'm a Lakers fan first, but seeing as an NBA fan how Atlanta's, I guess, whole scheme come together because they made some major moves offseason, last offseason, in acquiring a lot of individuals, free agents, and things of that nature that they paired together with some rising young stars. I'm a big fan of DeAndre Hunter, who unfortunately was another big reason why they didn't get by the Milwaukee Bucks because he was injured. So I think that kid has a load of talent. But I'll tell you what, this year it was more, or this offseason, I think that Atlanta was very happy with where they're at. They didn't make too many changes. 
They only really made a couple of fringe changes, changes around the fringes right there with with uh, getting acquiring Gorgie Dang from free agency and also as well acquiring DeLon Wright. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's kind of fringe and stuff. Plus, they also have good draft picks, in my opinion. I think Jalen Johnson shows a lot of promise for down the road and Sharif Cooper as a nice backup guard to Trey Young. But right now, it's just mature. To me, it's about all about maturing this team. I want to hear your thoughts on how they're doing, your thoughts on their future. I mean, right now, there's a lot of promise. I know the East is loading up, but I still think the Atlanta Hawks, I know a lot of people are already discounting them as a return to the Eastern Conference Finals. I say maybe that's not, uh, that's yet. maybe you're doing that a little bit too soon because with the kind of lineup that they have, and if they stay healthy, Atlanta has as good a shot as anyone to maybe sneaking in there back as a return to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I think a lot of people last year, I think it was a, it was a theme within the team of just, you know, starting with that Knicks series, was just the perception. The media doesn't respect the Hawks as a basketball franchise just because they don't have the history, they don't have the championships. And, you know, that's why, you know, having the success we had with a lot of the guys that we've drafted, because Travis Slink has done a great job drafting. He's drafted tons of talent. And, you know, obviously now we're going to probably one of the bigger issues in the next year or two having to resign everybody because there may be one person we can't stop resign. But it's, it's a good problem to have, you know. At least you know you got guys that, you know, people are going to want or want to going to sign to. So, you know, you're doing something right in the drafting perspective. But overall, yeah, man, I think, like you said, it's just growth and maturity for the team right now. I mean, all those guys, their first year in the playoffs, and they got good experience. They didn't get in the first round, get eliminated. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So they've been pretty deep and they've experienced what it's like. Uh, you know, we've been through the battles, you know, 76ers, I'm sure, you know, we'll see what happens with Ben Simmons, but I'm sure, you know, they'll be in it still. You know, obviously, we know Brooklyn, if they're healthy, we know people expect Brooklyn to still win it all if they're able to stay healthy. You know, Miami is a team that somebody's loading up on too. So, you know, and then we can't forget about the, uh, you know, defending champion Bucks. I mean, they're the team to beat technically since they won the championship. So I think with Trey Young coming back for his uh, fourth year in the league, Really looking after signing a max deal to show that that playoff that playoff run was not a fluke to continue his superstardom, you know John Collins just got paid. He's a guy who's looking to probably try to make his first all star all star team this year. Like I said, we have a lot of depth on this team outside of those guys. I think that's the biggest plus to our team that I think a lot of people don't realize. It's a lot of young guys, so you may think it's Trey Young and a bunch of guys, but you'd really if you really understood the team dynamic, how important each player is. It's one of the reasons why there's a lot of excitement that this team can compete for a push towards the championship this year because we feel like we can go one through ten and have a guy who can go out there play big minutes and do something big for us. And we can't forget about guys like Gallinari, um, Akangu, our draft player, lottery pick from last year. He's hurt to start the season, but he'll be back. Lou Williams, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish. That's the guy that's a lot of people are looking to see what happens with him this year. So this Hawks team is set in position with the depth they have to be able to compete with, with, I feel like, any team in the Eastern Conference. It just depends on maturity and consistency, as you saw last year in the playoffs. There were up and downs at times. Absolutely. Uh, and it, obviously, when Nate McMillan came in, that really solidified the team, and they took off from there. You saw they were in despair until there was a coaching change in place. But, you know, the future for the Atlanta Hawks is very bright. And I think you hit it right on the head right there with the fact that they have great depth on their team, just absolute great depth when everybody is healthy and everybody's right 
And if Sharif Cooper plays like a really outstanding backup as far as a distributor, we understand he has some, you know, he has to improve his outside shot. That was his thing. One of the reasons why he drifted into the second round, but as a distributor, as a playmaker, I think he could really be something off the bench that could be special for the Hawks. And if everybody stays healthy, uh, Nyoka Okongwu comes back, you're too deep in every position. And I think that's something that should not go understated that a lot of teams out there in the NBA do not have is that kind of depth and that kind of reach at, you know, positions like that. Okongwu, Cam Reddish, you've got a lot of youth. That's, that's really Hunter. I mean, just Herder. You've got names out there that are under 25. Trey Young, of course, that are under 25 that are still on the way up. I mean, the future looks extremely bright for your team. I would say right now, I mean, this is not out of the realm of possibility. I know everybody's giving Brooklyn and Milwaukee the one, two slots, but they better watch out because Atlanta is not too far behind. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, honestly, I can make a bold decision. I think the Hawks have a chance to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That's, that's how good I think we can be this year. I think if you look at the on-pace winning percentage, I believe, they said if Nate McMillan started the season, we would have had 50-plus wins. Yeah, We would have been close to 60. So it kind of shows like we really haven't seen a full year under Nate with these guys and what they can do moving forward. And I think that's something that, you know, gives you a lot of excitement going into this year, because listen, the regular season, you know how it is when you're a team that's expecting to make it to the playoffs. Sometimes you don't play your hardest every night and you sometimes sit guys because, you know, you're like, Oh, we're going to get to the playoffs. We just got to worry about them. We got to be healthy. The Hawks have a lot of young guys. So they're kind of playing hard every night. And they're trying to make a statement and they're trying to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. So I think with that, that's going to create, um, you know, the Hawks getting that, trying to get themselves ready for the playoffs again. And I'm sure Nate's going to drill into them. Like, listen, don't take last year and think, you know, you're going to get back there. We need to take every game seriously. We need to take every game and, and really try to be the best we can to get develop those habits. Because when we get back in the playoffs, listen, you'll know who you're going to play in the first, second, third rounds of the playoffs. If we get to that, to that far and so you want to make sure you're ready for any team and you want to make sure like I said obviously you want to stay healthy but with having death it helps if something did happen I wouldn't be surprised if somebody is banged up like obviously we, I guess we have some guys like Gallinari who sometimes you know needs a veteran rest day we are confident hey we can bring Jalen Johnson in and he'll play those minutes Gallinari would have played and we still be fine as a team so I think the depth is really one of the reasons why I think we could push for a number one spot in the Eastern Conference as well just because we we know we can still put out probably a very similar to our top level uh, of talent in a play, even with certain guys maybe missing some games. So with that being said, my friend, I wanted to ask you this uh, as we go ahead and touch on the Atlanta Hawks right here. And once again, I'm talking to Bryce Lewis from the NBA Carousel, and he's going to tell you everything else that he's involved with right there for you at the end of the show. But I wanted to ask you this. When it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, could a finals run be in there? I mean, could a finals run be a possibility? I know everybody is giving the title right now to Brooklyn. I know everybody is saying that Milwaukee is going to be a major contender trying to repeat, but could there be a finals run in store for the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I, honestly, I don't see why not. I mean, you know, the playoffs is about health. Obviously, you know, with the Lakers health, the rail, their season, Brooklyn health, the rail, their season, you know, if, if, if teams aren't healthier, if something's not working, you know, all it takes is, you know, every, they always say every championship team or every team needs a little bit of luck. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of times where you go through, the conference and you want to get everybody's best seven games and you just got through it. a lot of time you got injuries, things of that nature. And I feel like, you know, why couldn't it be us? I mean, 
we beat Philadelphia last year. Like, so we'll see what happens with the Ben Simmons situation, how that changes that team. But we're, we feel like we could beat them again in a seven-game series. Milwaukee, like I said, a lot of people feel like if Trey Young didn't get hurt, that and if he was able to stay healthy, we would have beat them last year in these conference finals. And, you know, like I said, Brooklyn is the, probably the team, like you said, is going to be like, okay, we'll have to see because, you know, they got three guys, but we'll have to see if they can, if they can stay healthy it's almost like, well, why could we make it through? You know what I'm saying? There's no team in the Eastern Conference. I'm just like, there's just, just no way we're overmatched against, you know? And I think that's a confidence that, you know, I think you want to have with your team going into it, you know? Where you don't look at a team and say, dang, that's a that's an absolutely terrible matchup for us. You know, we feel like, you know, we can play against any of these teams. And, you know, if, if we know do what we can do to the top of our level, why couldn't we push for the finals appearance? Because, you know, Atlanta's hungry for it. And we know we're going through a re- resurgence right now in Atlanta with Trey Young now being the first marketable star we've had since probably Dominique Wilkins. And now, you know, the team's cool again, and they're one of the most popular teams in Atlanta, if not the most popular team in Atlanta. And so there's a lot of excitement going into the season, and I know this team feels that way too, that something something special really could be happening here. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Atlanta has not always been the most supportive of the team. I mean, they've had, uh, I mean, I've seen games there that <laughs> have, the Omni's not been very filled with people at times. And I know the new, new Phillips Center, I think is, it's called, uh, that's not been filled at times, but they sure filled it this season with the way that the, the Hawks are doing. And I think that, the, the, like you said, the city is really excited and is going to support the team greatly in the years to come because the fact that there's so much youth there that they can build upon as a foundation. My question to you is this, the Atlanta Hawks is, has not been, uh, you know, uh, I guess historically a team that's going to spend and keeps on spending for the money, but they started this past off season with a lot of money that they spent on free agents. And that told me that they're a sign that they really want to get serious. And they also want to show Trey young that they want to be a serious franchise. Do you think that will be continuing going forward? Because as you stated yourself, there's going to be with all these young players, a lot of extensions if they want to keep them on the team coming due in the next two, three years or so. I want to hear your thoughts. They already took care of Collins. They already took care of young. Do you see them taking care of the rest of that young core to keep them intact? Well, that's going to be the big question. That's the big discussion we're already having this off season. Um, you know, Kevin Herter's due for an extension. They've been talking. The agent and the Hawks have been talking. Uh, we'll see if anything gets done before the season. You know, Don J. Hunter is up for a contract, I think, next summer, potentially. 
Um, so is Cam. And so that's also a big debate. Do we, you know, if we can't keep both, who do we keep? Do we keep DeAndre or Cam? You know, and listen, Tony Wrestler, our, our new owner from a few years ago, he already said he he's willing to spend if he knows he's getting a championship product. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing. And right now he has no reason not to spend, which is which is why he's which he, what he's trying to do right now. Obviously, luxury tax is something that, you know, certain teams are like, I can only go so far because, you know, that's coming out of the owner's pocket at that point. You know, and that's why certain teams don't want to go too far into it. But I think if if we let's say we come back and we were able to win a championship or get to the finals, you know, you may see that make him say, you know what? Yeah, we'll go ahead and pay Reddish, DeAndre and and, and Kevin and just, you know, see what happens. Obviously, that's that's your core and that's your, those are your guys. But that's one reason also as well. They a smart GM and a smart ownership group plans ahead. You know, Jalen Johnson is a guy who people think could be a star. And right now he's third on the on our, like in, in terms of like the guys at the small at the forward positions yeah. in the wing spot. So if we lost DeAndre Cam, it's like, okay, well, we can put Jalen at that spot because you gotta at least plan just in case you can't keep everybody. Yeah. You know, and I think that's gonna be the big thing. So I you know we hope. I mean, we'll have to see what, you know the prices of the, what the players are going to want. Obviously they're going to want to have great years to have a higher price. Cam just signed with clutch sports. So everybody's like, Oh, you know what that means. But also clutch sports also just uh, opened up an office here in Atlanta. So that might draw more uh, free agents down here. So we'll have to see. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, everything works out. And like I said, we'll be able to keep everybody, but I'm sure Travis Slink so far hasn't shown us a reason why we shouldn't trust him with this team and what he can do. And I'm sure Tony Wrestler has his back, whatever he wants to do, whatever's going to help us maintain a winning product on the court. I love your response on the clutch. (laughs) (laughs) Here, you know, as a Lakers fan, yes, we definitely know about clutch sports and it's a very controversial topic as far Mm -hmm. as for Lakers fans. I mean, for me, it's led to, you know, the association with clutch sports to a world championship. So I'm not going to fault it. So I understand they play a lot of the hard ball out there. I understand what they're doing with Ben Simmons in the saga there right now. And that's another story altogether. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that, hey, it's made, you know, a lot of players uh, very financially uh, secure. Uh, unless you're in New Orleans Noel, but that's another issue altogether <laughs> itself. But yeah, but be that as it may, I mean, they have a success ratio that's very good for their clients. So people cannot say otherwise on that. So I will tell you what, you have very astute and very right on point thoughts on the Hawks. I see them as a very strong candidate to go ahead and be a major contender in the Eastern Conference. But there's one team I want to talk to you about that before we head on out that I that I do want to uh, hear from, and because I want to hear your point of view. And I always like getting the point of views from individuals that are not Lakers fans mm-hmm. on how they see Lakers. I think it provides a lot of clarity. That's one of the reasons why I want to go ahead and talk to as many different teams' fans as possible so I can get that kind of clarity on how other teams' fans realistically see the Lakers, not – not just fans that are like, okay, I can't stand LeBron or I can't stand AD or hmm. I can't stand the Lakers as a brand. But how do you see the Lakers roster, the offseason changes that were made? What do you see for the Los Angeles Lakers this coming season? Well, I mean, listen, I feel like you guys had a formula your first year when you won the championship. You had a lot of veteran guys and, you know, you won. Obviously, we could talk about COVID and bubble and y'all got a break and that helped LeBron and AD, but that's what y'all had. Second year, y'all tried to mix it up with some youth and some veterans. Injuries happened. That kind of really is what messed up everything, but some of the players didn't fit. And now y'all going back to basically what LeBron's teams are, veteran teams, a bunch of older guys. 
And obviously people have been talking about Yara basically like a retirement home, but you know, I think it can work. The key here is just obviously again, after the injuries to aiding LeBron health, also you have older guys. So I'm sure you're not really wanting to play them 35 minutes a night. So you're going to have to feel Frank Vogel's going to have to figure out rotations and how he wants to play everybody and everything. Obviously, Russell, I think, is going to probably play the most minutes. I would I would be shocked if he didn't just because yeah. it's Russell. He plays hard all the time. But, you know, it's you know, I don't see the playing a ton and 80. I know y'all want to give him that, you know, like this is your like go. But again, injuries is why you're hesitant with 80. So it really just depends. And then also just the fact that they're talking about 80 willing to go to the five. And LeBron even willing to go to the four to help out with the Russell addition. That's going to be key because that chemistry has to work. Because listen, Russell, if you let him run it, he can run the show. He's shown you he can get guys open and make plays, but he also could cost you at times. And so that dynamic between him and LeBron, because I don't, I don't see LeBron if Russell's struggling or he's, you know, making mistakes that he's just going to like allow Russell to do that because he's like, I'm trying to win. So yeah. that dynamic is going to be very important in how it fits with all three of those guys. And then also feeding the other guys, you know, and making sure that they have some inclusion to the offense as well. You know, I think the Lakers, they're good. They have a good, as good of a chance as anybody, you know, the Western conference is wide open to me, but it just depends on health and the, the chemistry of the team. So you're definitely going to want them to play as many games as possible together, just to figure it out, especially with Russell. You definitely need to see how that's going to play out because you don't want to, you don't want injuries happening. And then Russell is doing Russell. Cause I, I I'll go back to this one example before I, before I wrap up back when he played with Houston and I believe he was with, it was with James Harden. And there was a stretch going into the playoffs where Russell played really well and really efficiently. That's what you want from Russell. Then James got hurt. And then Russell had to go back to what we saw in Oklahoma city and then Washington where he was triple double, everywhere his ball is always in his hands which also can cause mistakes and then when James came back he struggled to go back to being efficient Russell and you don't want that's the thing can you are you going to get an efficient Russell Westbrook or are you going to get you know just up and down you know he might start breaking threes and taking bad shots like which one are you going to get and so I'm sure LeBron and AD are going to talk to him and just really make sure like hey Russell, we need you to be Russell, but we need you to be efficient, Russell. You can't just start taking over everything. (laughs) And this is what I have concerns of in the postseason. Not the regular season per se, because if they're healthy, like you said, they should gel enough to, even if they're not working 100% together, they have enough talent to go ahead and get 50-plus wins, 55 Mm -hmm. wins. That's not out of the realm of possibility. That's something that, if they're healthy, that they're going to probably do. It's in the postseason when matchups are counting, I mean, the case example that I always use is the Lakers and how they play the Rockets in the bubble. Because like you said, perfectly, like you said, that when James Harden came back and they were playing together and Russell didn't have a great fit with, with James at that time, how did the Lakers play the Rockets? What did they ultimately do to win that series? They played off Russell. Russell took way too many outside shots because he's statistically the NBA's all-time worst shooter. And I have to keep pointing that out. I don't like to point that out, but unfortunately you have to point out the good pauses and the negatives. He is the all-time triple-double leader. He does a great job out there on the floor, pushing the ball and things of that nature. If he can go ahead and keep that, that transition game going, that's going to be a key for the Lakers because if you're out, depending on him shooting 20 foot jump shots, trying to shoot threes, 
is asking for a lot of trouble for the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I'm going to say it right there, but I think LeBron and AD, if they're healthy, they're going to try and mitigate a lot of that and be able to put Russell in a position to succeed rather than a position to fail. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because, you know, we've seen Russell can win you games, but he could also lose you games. Yep. And like I said, LeBron's been a guy who, you know, especially when he's in playoff mode, you know, he's trying to go for another championship. Cause that's what every move this offseason has indicated me, him going to the four and 80 going to the five. People were wondering with LeBron, like he didn't really seem bothered by losing to the Suns, And so people thought, does that mean he's just kind of like, you know what, my legacy's set. I'm just going to do whatever from this point. But it seems like coming back this year, he's like, no, I'm trying to get another championship. So what do we got to do to do it? And so he, he clearly signed off on this trade with Russell. So he clearly thinks, you know what, We'll bring Russell in. We'll work with him, and we'll see how things work out. Because, you know, I'm sure the Lakers are re- hoping not to get eliminated in the first round again this year. They're looking; they have higher expectations, clearly yeah. championship expectations. And like I said, everybody stays healthy, and and then you know Russell is able to play within the system, play within it, and you know everything works out. It works because again, since Russell can run the show, it helps LeBron because he doesn't have to r- take the ball every every time, and it gives y'all flexibility. You know, with lineups, oh, you can take LeBron after we Russell. Then after that, you take Russell, LeBron. And that way you can interchange that, you know, just in case, you know. So that way it's not all the pressure on LeBron. Because it seems like everything's about not putting too much on LeBron, not having him carry the load too much. You know, he's getting older. You don't want him doing that. And I think this is what Russell's going to do is help reduce that load that LeBron has to uh, carry, but also still stay productive enough to get wins. And then when the postseason comes, we'll see how when it slows down, postseason basketball we'll see who handles the ball more but I still expect there to be a little bit more of a you know a dynamic between Russell and James more than anything because AD I think at the end of the day you know you know what you're gonna do AD you're gonna try to feed him in the post that's not really something that's gonna affect him it's just gonna be more about the James Russell dynamic we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But if we get the rustle of the second half of the season for the Washington Wizards, and like you said, at the times he was very effective for the Houston Rockets. That's something that I think that Lakers fans can embrace and enjoy. And but we'll see again. We'll see what happens. And again, health is the biggest issue. I mean, it, it derailed the Lakers season last season, and it's going to be something that's going to derail for any team out there. So I wish your team, you know, tremendous health and tremendous success this this season. I would love to see a Lakers Hawks finals. <laughs> hint, hint, right there for you. That would be awesome to see. But before we head on out, my friend, this, again, it's Bryce Lewis. Want to go ahead and check out what he's doing today. In fact, I'm going to give you the time to go ahead and do the hard sell on what you're doing, where people can catch you, and what is, exactly do you want people to check out that you have to offer? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So I have a website if for Atlanta Hawks and Atlanta Falcons articles that I write on Embracey2ksports.com. It's Embracey2ksports.com if you guys want to check that out. Uh, look at some articles there. I also have a YouTube at Bryce Lewis, or you could type in Atlanta Hawks fan or Atlanta Falcons fan shows as well as I bring on guys from the industry around local content creators for the for our teams and discuss things there as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll see how things go maybe the next month or two. Maybe I could get another podcast started up and then I can have that for you as well. But, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, everything that I'm doing right now. Obviously very Atlanta-based, but, you know. Got to cover my guys, just like, you know, Jerry's covering his Lakers, so it That's works okay. out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was in L.A. for 25 years. The, the Lakers have been embedded in my life. I was born down the street from the Los Angeles Forum. So, again, I, I try to believe in as much purple and gold as I can. But as like you with the, what is it, the red and black. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, yeah, I love those old school Hawks uniforms. Just absolutely love those Hawks mm-hmm. uniforms that, from the old school. But. I love it whenever they bring them back. So mm-hmm. that's all I say. I just, when they go old school on that, but I wanted to tell you very much from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you enough for stopping by and take the time to speak to me on the future for the Atlanta Hawks. Anytime you want to come on and talk to me, you just hit me up. I would love to hear updates on the Atlanta Hawks, your thoughts on the season going so far during the course of the season. I love bringing on people with different perspectives, how you see the Lakers and whatnot, but yeah, the door is always open for you. Just let me know when you want to come on. Definitely appreciate it, Gerald. I'll definitely let you know, man. Love to be back on the show again. That's awesome indeed. Once again, it is Bryce Lewis. I will put, and I am going to make sure I get everything together that he has to offer right in the description for this podcast. So you just have to click, and there you go. If you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today, starting with Brycey2ksports.com. That's Brycey2ksports.com. But I'm going to make sure I have links to his podcast, anything else he wants to go ahead and, and send on over. Bryce, it's been just great having you on. Cannot thank you enough for stopping by. I'm looking forward to having you back on again right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>